Amen. Can you turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, verse 2? In fitting our theme today about being a conduit of God's blessing, today's message is blessed to be a blessing. Everybody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. This will minister to you not only in the time of our building fund, but it will minister to you right now, whatever situation you're going through. I have never lived in a time where I've watched joblessness be as it is right now. How many of you have never seen anything like this before? You're my age. I mean, you just never, I've never seen this. I remember always growing up, you can get a job, you can get a job. I mean, people right now cannot get jobs. It's hard. I'm watching people lose houses. I, I remember growing up, and I've never watched anybody lose a house. Maybe I could count on one hand people that I knew that maybe got into hard times or couldn't uh, you know, afford their house. I know so many people right now that have lost houses. And we are in an economic t- time and a trial in this country. But we as the body of Christ have a decision to make. Whose report will we believe? And is it really all about the money? You see, I think part of the reason why we're in this test right now is because America made it all about the money. But my friends, it's not all about the money. You know what it's really all about? It's about being blessed. And there's a difference between being blessed and just having money. Because you can have money like these movie stars, like these entertainers, like these people who own businesses. You can have money but not be blessed. You can have money and your whole house is falling apart. You can have money and on the inside you feel like committing suicide. You can have things in this world but yet be so empty. So it's not about being rich. I think God had to teach us that in this economic trial. It's not about being rich. But you know what it's about? It's about being blessed. Because you can be blessed in your family if you're just eating ramen noodles and Jesus is there. Come on. You can be blessed taking the bus to church because Jesus is with you. You can be blessed working at McDonald's starting off all over again your career because you know God is on your side. So the blessing is not just about money. The blessing is about God empowering you to succeed. I'm getting ahead of myself. Are you in Genesis chapter 12 verse 2? If you're there, say I'm there. Come on, God speaking to Abraham. He said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Somebody say a blessing. Abraham was told by God, I will make you a blessing and everybody will be blessed through you. Do you know if you want to be blessed, you got to go through Abraham? Oh, y'all didn't know that, did you? Go to Galatians chapter 3. You didn't know that, that today for the Christian, Abraham is our father. You might have known it if you were brought up in Sunday school. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord left hand. Father Abraham had many sons. Amen. I'll keep doing this to y'all do it. No, I'm kidding. But y'all know that song. If you were in Sunday school and those who work in the Sunday school, Father Abraham had many sons. I am one of them, and so are you. Look at Galatians chapter 3. If you're there, say I'm there. Now scroll on down to verse 9. I did a whole, sem- uh, whole uh, Bible college course on Romans and Galatians. I don't have time to preach it all, but just look at it. So those who have faith are blessed along with who? Who are they blessed with? Abraham, the man of faith. 
Let me just tell you the story of the Bible very quickly. Adam and Eve were in a garden told not to sin uh, by eating the tree. They were told to be fruitful and multiply, have dominion over the earth. Within a, a short period of time, they go to that tree. They ate of it, deceived of the devil. They fell into sin. They died spiritually, got kicked out of the garden, and had to work until the earth. And death came upon the earth. Sickness came upon the earth. And that became the state of man which we know today. Everybody say, Adam fell. After Adam fell, God began to reveal himself to certain people. He revealed himself to Enoch. He took him to heaven. He liked him so much. He then revealed himself to Noah and said, I'm going to destroy the earth but keep you. And then later on he says, I'm going to come to Abraham and develop a nation. He chose Abraham out of the country Ur, out of the people, the Chaldeans. They worshiped the moon. He said to Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great, but you've got to leave your family and follow me. By Abraham leaving and following the voice of God, he became the founder of faith. Somebody say the father of faith. When Abraham left and became the father of faith, he didn't have a child, but God gave him the child Isaac. Isaac became the child of promise, and Isaac then had a son named Jacob. Jacob then had 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel then moved to Egypt, outgrew the Egyptians. They put him in slavery. Then Moses came and said, let my people go. And then God delivered the Israelites out into the desert. They messed up, were there for 40 years. Then God gave them the promised land, and that became the nation of Israel. Somebody say, Help him, Lord. I'm telling you the Bible right now. So while the people of Israel were in the country of Israel, God said, I'll bless you. But they didn't want to be blessed. They started following the nations and worshiping other gods. And then they said they wanted a king instead of having God as their king. And then from that point on, you look in your Bible, the book of Kings and the book of Chronicles, they kept having wicked kings. Then eventually, God began to judge them. They were taken into slavery. They were conquered by Assyria, then by Babylon. And then God said, you know what, I'll give you one more chance. They came back. The book of Malachi, last book in the Old Testament, was written. And they were told to repent because God is going to give them one more chance. That one more chance starts in the book of Matthew. And it starts with John the Baptist preaching to them. They beheaded John the Baptist. Then Jesus came. Guess what they did to Jesus? Crucified him. That became our Lord and Savior. And then Jesus is established his church and he said i want the jews to get saved first and then after that all to the gentiles some may say amen but jesus came from the house of israel and the house of israel is still special to the lord because of the promise he made way back in the day to abraham are you all with me now in the new testament we're told we're blessed with abraham when we have faith like abraham said like abraham had so today i want to give you three points on how to be blessed. The number one thing you have to do is believe that God wants to bless you. Believe that God wants to bless you. Go to Psalms 1. I wish I would have got a little bit more of an amen that God wants to bless you. I know you might be used to hearing it after you sneeze. Ha-choo! God bless you. But listen to me. God blessing you is more than just a reaction to your sneezing. God blessing you. Here's the definition of the, of, of the word bless. Write this down. Empowered to prosper. Empowered to succeed. God giving you the ability to prosper and succeed. Look at Psalms 1 if you're there. Say I'm there. The Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of the sinner, sit in the seat of the, the mocker, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law does he meditate day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yield his fruit in season. His leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, what? Whatever he does, what? Y'all ain't excited yet. Whatever he does, 
Whatever he does, whatever the blessed man does, prospers. You got to believe God wants you blessed. Come on. You got to believe God wants you blessed. You've got to believe it today. I can't believe it for you. Some of you have grown up in situations where your parents worked so hard for you to have more than what they had. You've been a recipient of somebody's hard work. I want to tell you something. God is working for you today. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. When we become the blessed man of Psalms 1, when we say, I don't want wickedness, I don't want to sit with the mocker who just sits back and goes, ah, I don't want any of that Jesus stuff. When we don't get in the way of the wicked and we delight in this word. Does anybody delight in this word today? Does anybody just say, man, I love me somewhere. I love it. When you delight in this, God says, you're that blessed man. And he says, you are like a tree planted by the streams of water. Your leaf does not wither. You bear fruit in your season. And whatever you do, you want to be a father, you're going to prosper at being a father. You want to be a businessman, you're going to prosper at being a businessman. Mother, you're going to prosper. Bible college student, you're going to prosper. God says you will prosper in whatever you do. God wants you blessed. I think inside of our head we got too much stinking thinking. We have made in religion the idea of suffering to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Well, if I'm broke, I'm just like Jesus because he was broke. Jesus wasn't broke. Write these scriptures down. John 12, 5-7, the Bible says Judas was stealing out of Jesus' money bag. Do you know anybody who's broke who has a money bag? Think about it. Do you? I'm not saying Jesus was driving around in a Rolls Royce, you know, dun 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 dun. I'm not saying Jesus was like pimping, you know. what I'm saying like, what's up? Kiss the ring, feather in his cap. I'm not saying he was like that. I'm just saying Jesus wasn't broke. He had a money bag. Mark chapter 15, 40 through 41. The Bible says that the women who traveled with them, Mary, Martha, you know, the brother, uh, the sisters of, of Lazarus, met his needs. He said, I have nowhere to lay my head. He says, you know, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. you know why? Because he was a traveling evangelist. But that doesn't mean he couldn't pay for something to eat. That doesn't mean he didn't have things. How many know if you have a set of clothes on and if right now uh, police officers were to arrest you and maybe take it off and strip you naked, for them to want to gamble over what you got, you got to have something nice on. Police officers ain't going to gamble over your pay less and over whatever. I'm telling you, you've got to have something nice. The Bible says they gambled over what Jesus had. So whatever he had on was nice enough for some uh, uh, police, you know, the days, centurion of that day, to gamble over. Say, man, I want what he's got. Y'all are looking at me crazy. Now listen to me. If y'all want to be broke, busted, and disgusted and say, I'm suffering for Jesus, Pastor, that's okay. Just keep looking at me all upset. But just don't get, don't get mad at me because I'm happy. Amen? Man, I, I have, man, I brought in homeless, 30 homeless people into my house. But guess what I had to have before I brought in 30 homeless people? A house. I've given over 20 semi-load trucks full of food. 
Guess what you got to have to give away 20 semi-load trucks of food away? Guess what you got to have? 20 semi-load trucks of food. God wants us to get into the mindset. He wants to bless me. He wants to bless me. He wants to bless you. Now, I didn't say, he, you know, he's going to make you a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Come on up, Jesus. Millionaire, millionaire. Who wants a bottle of holy water, Nine ninety nine, And then you pray this little prayer, sprinkle it on your head, drink a little bit, of it, and then sleep on it. Boop, you wake up in a millionaire. Did I say that? Don't look at me like I'm the next PTL superstar. I'm just telling you. He wants us blessed. Let me help you. In the book of Acts, go to Acts 16, 14. Let me just encourage, can I encourage you today? Can I encourage you to be blessed? Praise God. Acts 16, 14, I love you guys. Come on, man, just help me preach it today. I'm only going to be two hours, so help me. Acts 16, 14. One of those listening... Just go up to verse 13. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyteria, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to stay in her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. This woman was selling purple. This woman was selling coach purses. This woman was selling the nicest material of that day. And guess what she said I'm going to do with it? I'm going to bless the man of God with it. Man, I don't know if you have ever traveled preaching the gospel, but it it is not fun sleeping on a gymnasium floor. I've had pastors do that. Hey, man, so good to have you in the youth group. Guess where we're going to have you guys stay tonight? In the church gymnasium floor. Y'all looking at me crazy. That's not that fun. I've slept on the floor. How many have just slept on a floor before? How many know that when I've gone traveling and pastors have said, hey, man, we're going to put you up in a hotel. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. How many know when people in the congregation said, hey, you can come stay at our house? That was a blessing. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 37. Somebody say, God wants me blessed. Acts chapter 4, verse 37. I'm just excited to be here in the house of God. Look at verse 36. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. What was he the son of? Encouragement. Sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. How many want to have homes? Homes, plural. Not just one home. You want plural homes. Own real estate property. Get into this market and do it the right way. Just say amen. Guess what you can do with those homes? You can sell them and give them to the gospel. But Barnabas couldn't sell a home unless he had a home. Are you all getting this? Lydia couldn't bring the apostles to her house and take care of them unless her purple selling business was doing good. I'm believing God that this congregation is going to go to another level in this economy. Not because you make yourself rich. Not because you make yourself get in a promotion. I'm believing God will make you rich. God will bless you. Turn with me to Proverbs. Somebody say, God wants to bless me. 
If you think it's all about money, you're missing it. I'm going to explain that in just a moment, but I just got to help you out here. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Somebody say the blessing comes from Abraham through Jesus to me. Now say it like you mean it. The blessing comes from Abraham to Jesus to me. Look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. How many want trouble-free wealth? How many want trouble-free wealth? Amen? God says he'll do that for you. How many know right now there are rich people in this world that got some trouble with their money? They got marriages falling apart. They have their children falling apart. But the Bible says he will bless you and that blessing will bring wealth. So point number one is God wants you to be blessed. The second thing is the blessing brings the wealth. The blessing brings the wealth. Because I want you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9. The love of money is the root to all sorts of evil. Those who go after it, those who want to be rich, pain themselves. And I don't want anybody here loving money. See, when pastors start talking about money, you know what happens? People are like, man, pastor talking about money again. Look at him talk. They, 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 first of all, they get a little southern and a little ghetto. That's how they talk, okay? So your neighbor, even though they could just be like, just like, hey, guys, my name's Bart. When, when I talk about money, they still think like this. They go, man, why is the pastor talking about money? We came here to hear about Jesus and sin, the hell, the devil, and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Because Jesus said... Jesus said, just write this down, Matthew 6, 24. Don't have time to go there. Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. Jesus knew from the very beginning that you could boil everybody's gods down to two things. It's either going to be the God of the world or the God of money. Come on, let's think about it. Everything comes back down to what I got, what I have, what, what I get to do on my vacations, what I get to become. Everybody living for themselves comes under the God of money. Selfishness, going after what you want. It's all about you, yourself, and I, my family, my job. I'm a self-made man. That's why you're so, that's why you're so messed up, because you made yourself, amen? You need to be a God-made man and get your life in order, Amen? That's why people are so messed up. I'm a self-made man. You self-destroyed yourself. Look at First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. There is a warning in the Bible that teaches us about our wealth. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. For some people eager to have money, for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Somebody say amen. Just for this right here. People running after this right here. This $50 bill, praise God. I don't know where that came from, but I receive it. I actually have something in there. I'm a card person. I don't know if you ever one of those card people. But here we go. Here's a $50 bill. All oh, people want this. We could do a TV show on this right now. You want to eat worms with mustard and dirt and dog puke for this? Just for this. People go up to church singers. Oh, you sing good, Rachel. You sing good. Let's pop up the skirt a little bit. Let's have you drop it like it's hot, singing like this, and we'll pay you money. 
That's what happened to Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson sang in the church. Katy Perry, I kissed a girl, sang in the church. See, it get quiet when I talk like that. Offer this. The Bible says you love this, you're going to destroy your soul. You know what this is for me? This is a tool. You don't hear anybody on the radio saying, I love my hammer. I hammer nails with my hammer. I love my tool belt. I love my saw. Give me some saw. Saw, 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 saw. But you hear, you hear people... You hear people on the radio, million, 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 millionaire. What? Million, million, million. Come on. Get rich or die. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you don't, you don't hear anybody singing about, I love my washing machine. My washing machine washes my clothes so clean. I love my dishwasher. Look at it. But you hear people, money, 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 money. Come on. The Bible says if you love it, it will destroy your soul. But you know what Proverbs chapter, what chapter was that one in? Come on, chapter 10. You know what it says, verse 22? That the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. I don't want to be rich. I want to be blessed. I'm not seeking after money. I'm seeking after God. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Number one, God wants to bless me. And number two, God's blessing will give me everything I need. God's blessing will give you everything you need. Go to Matthew chapter 26. God knows what we need. And I'm not just talking about wants. Well, God knows I need a Porsche. God knows I need a Hummer. God knows I need my nails done. Listen, girls, you can go without getting your nails done every week, okay? Praise God. I didn't get no amen on that, but that's all right. My wife, once you get her started, it's like it's a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be the nails. It's got to be the wax. It's got to be the hair. It's got to be the dye. And then you did all of that, and then now it's got to be the purse and the shoes. Are you all listening to me? But how many know you can just be just the way you are, and you're going to be all right? You're going to make it all right? See, differentiate between a need and a want. God's into your needs. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Going up to verse 24, just so you all can see it. He said, no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one, love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve, you cannot serve God and money. He told us that. Now in that same context, he says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more important and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store in barns, and yet your heavenly Father, Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more, more valuable than they? Who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Everybody say, don't worry. Say, be happy. Now smile like you're happy. Say, don't worry. Be happy. Praise the Lord. See, God is saying, man, don't worry about this. But what does he say? Go to the verse 33. Chapter 6, verse 33. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. I want to elevate students with Danny quickly. Grab all these flags, stand in front and stretch them out in front of the congregation. Quickly elevate. As they're doing that, everybody listen to me. When I think about missions, you know what I think about? Meeting people's needs. How many have traveled outside of America and saw how people live? And it's kind of harsh. Amen. Y'all going to have too much fun over there. Let's just do this. 
When, when Ricky went to school, line up right here. Just come on. Keep them going, baby. Let's give it up for Elevate. Look at them. Those that don't have flags, you may be seated. You're all right. Just line up with these flags. Everybody look at this. Which one is this one again? That's in Macedonia right there. Come on, hold these flags up, y'all. Everybody see them. There you go. What is this, Costa Rica right here? Which one is this? Uh, Dodi Ma, you know which one this is? Whose flag is this? This is Haiti? Praise God. Everybody look up at these flags. Get a picture of this right here. The first time I went to India, everyone just, just look here, please. I want you to hear my heart. I never was the same again. When I landed on the airport, it was dirt roads for a long time after that. Then when we got to the city, you know how we got medians and, like, grass stuff in the middle of two roads? People were living on that. Are you all with me? Come on, just hear what I'm saying today. They then said, this ain't the bad part. This is not where the lower caste is. This, this is not where the poor people are. These people are actually pretty happy. They took me to where the poor people were. It was like a sewer. It literally was like a sewer. You could see the human waste and feces going right down, open sewage, right down the road. You had people that were living, I don't even know how to say it other than a tin can shack. That's all, I mean, just tin and little shacks and just hundreds, thousands of them. And you know what they did? Just tears coming down my eyes, I almost think about it. You know what they did? They came out and offered me what they had. Me. I don't need anything. I'm so overweight come on but they came out and offered me what they had and ricky was there and the first thing that came into my mind is man i gotta do something about this you see i'm not talking about you're blessed just to get a new pair of shoes i'm not talking about you're blessed just to get yourself a new house i'm talking about you're blessed to be a blessing And it's the blessing of God that gives us wealth, that promotes us on our job, that gives us what we need. You know why? So we can give it away. I know some people, they hear about these prosperity preachers, and they say, man, I don't like that. One of them that I see gets blasted all the time. One of the people that I love is Kenneth Copeland. They always just say, oh, Kenneth Copeland, he talks about money. Man, shut up. You don't know anything about Kenneth Copeland. This pastor started off with nothing, started traveling, following Oral Roberts. Eventually, he got a ministry. You know what he did? He took everything that he had, and he started giving it to Reinhard Bonnke. He started giving offerings to Reinhard Bonnke. Some of you all don't know Kenneth Copeland. People mess with him on TV. Listen to me. He began to give to Reinhard Bonnke. In the day when nobody knew him, Reinhard Bonnke was preaching on street corners. And you know what he said? He said, I believe in Africa being saved with you, Reinhardt. Reinhardt said, Africa will be saved. He was a German man like you. Come on, Monica. Africa will be saved. And you know what, you know what Kenneth Copeland said? While this boy was preaching on the corners of Africa, he said, I see you preaching one time and a million people getting saved. Just a few years ago, Reinhard Bonnke preached to 2.5 million people. One million people got saved in an altar call. Can you imagine that? We got it on, on tape. Uh, uh, two point million Africans yelling out Jesus and then a million of them getting saved. It's on YouTube. I'll show it to you. It's a sea of people. 
then you know what people say? Oh, you know what? He's, he's got himself a plane. Pat, pastors shouldn't have planes. Yeah, like Donald Trump, he really needs one, right? Yeah, pastors who want to travel around the world and preach to God, no, they don't need it. They should sit with everybody else and then travel their 30 hours every day, you know, do all of it. Come on. Hurricane Katrina happened. You know what that man did? He filled his whole plane with medical supplies before the government was even there, dropping off medical supplies. When Haiti happened, brought his plane of medical supplies. We need to get out of this stinking thinking that when we're broke, busted, and disgusted, somehow that's being a mature Christian. Hey, God bless you if you don't have anything right now. But I'm telling you, God wants to bless you. He wants to pour out His Spirit upon you because there are nations, nations that are waiting for us to send to them the support that we need. Pastor Fernando needs a building right now in, in, in Honduras. Which one of these is the Honduras flag? Wave it up for Pastor Hernando. One of these needs a building in Mexico. Somebody hold up the Mexico flag. Right now they need a truck to go visit their churches in Mexico. Food to feed the children that don't have anything. Right now in Nepal they're, they're starving. God is waiting for a church to say, man, come on, God bless me, that I can be a blessing. I want to be like Abraham. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. I want nations to be blessed because of what you do in my life. Can you praise the Lord and say amen? Thank you, young people. You may be seated. I want to close out with what it was like to be one of Abraham's descendants. Go with me to Genesis chapter 26. Somebody say, I'm blessed with Abraham. We need to dream, guys. It's not just about a building. It's not just about a new pair of shoes. It's about a church making a difference in this world. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. Isaac planted crops in that field, and the same year reaped a how much fold increase? Hundredfold, because the Lord what? And he was blessed because his daddy was blessed, right? Because he's Abraham's son. Those who know Isaac. Abraham was promised everybody will be blessed through you. He planted a crop, reaped a hundredfold harvest because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. My friends, my prayer for you today is that we get to the point we can say, God bless us, that we can be a blessing. I just want to close out with just telling you a few stories today. Just a few to encourage you to go for God. The first one I want to tell you is from my own personal life. You heard a little bit of it when I talked about this testimony, about these musical instruments, but I'm going to be a little more specific. My grandfather had over a half a million dollars, but never bought my mom a dinner one time. Never did anything for anybody. I came and hung out with my grandma and grandpa one time, so about seven years ago, eight years ago. And my grandpa, who was losing his mind, but he was still enough there, he said, Joe stole gold coins out of my house. He called the police on me. I was a pastor. I'm in New Orleans. I'm getting a call from the police. My mom is there in the background. You can hear it just going crazy. And and, 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 and the police are going, man, your mom's here trying to stop it, but I got to call you. Did you take this man's coin? Did you steal from your grandfather? I said, no, I didn't take anything from him. He said, I never want Joe in my house again. Boom, I was cut off from my grandpa from that point forward. Then my nephew, just about 10, 11 years old, came to hang out with my grandpa. $20 fishing line, $20 fishing rod, just, you know, going fishing with grandpa. Grandpa said, 
fishing rod came up missing. You stole it. Accused my nephew of stealing his little old fishing rod. Cut off my nephew out of his life and then my sister, my nephew's mom. Never let us touch anything. And then you know what happened? He died. And guess who's driving his car now? Guess who bought these instruments? My friends, you don't take it with you. You do not take it with you. He gets no reward for what he did upon this earth. He gets no reward for it. Because when he died, my mom got it all, and she said, it is time to bless the Lord somebody. Well, let's all get blessed. My first example is don't try to hold on to it. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. Another story that I want to tell is something that's just very powerful to me that involved my personal life and giving. There was one time in New Orleans when we were building a church, and uh, I had a vision of this big building, and I had taken pastors there, my friends, and I was showing them this huge building, and I was saying, man, we can reach the poor, because in New Orleans, that's all my congregation was. I reached mostly in the African-American communities, had about nine projects coming from the Melphamine, Third Ward, Calio, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Ninth Ward projects, which got destroyed in the, in the, uh, the hurricane, the West Side, which was, uh, you know, Fisher projects, the Mary Poppin projects, and I found this facility in the Mid-City area, and it was about 10 thousand square feet this is about two thousand so about five times the size of this and i and i said pastors come on and help me and i remember this one pastor he came and checked it out and he said joe i'm going to give you ten thousand dollars right now ten thousand dollars to get that building and i was blessed man tears started coming down my eyes man thanks pastor that is so much well time went on and i couldn't get that building And I called back the pastor, man, I was so ashamed. I said, pastor, man, I can't raise any other money. I only got about $20,000. They want like $50,000. I don't have the money. I said, pastor, I'll give it back to you if you want it back. He said, no, Joe, just reach people with what I gave you. Reach them right now. Reach them. And that pastor changed my life with that giving. Well, it was just last year, just last year during school, we asked Pastor Grogan from Urbana Assembly to come. And he came in front and he said, guys, I'm going to testify to you about something Joe doesn't even know. He said, when I came and saw Joe's church and I gave 10000 he said, I didn't even have $10,000. He said, the Lord told me to give it by faith. He said, I don't want, he even told the students, you can ask the students. He said, I don't want any of y'all to do this. This is crazy. He said, I put it on my credit card. This is what he said. I just want you to hear me. This is not, I wouldn't even do this. But he said, I put it on my credit card. He said, then I went around the nation because he preaches. And he said, I told everybody about what Joe was doing, that he was reaching the inner city. And he said, not only did God clear it within a year, God blessed our ministry. And he said, now we're giving over $100,000 a year to missions. He said, because I know how to sow a seed. But the story just gets a little bit better. Because remember, I just told him, I said, man, I don't have anything to do with this money. He said, put it to work for God's kingdom. So I came up with this plan to buy computers and all these different things. And we were about, say, $12,000 short from the plan that I was going to do with what I had to get computers, to redo the offices, all these different things. And this brother was my friend, man. I loved Pastor Orlando. I had him come preach just on a Sunday, you know what I'm saying? I was there chilling with him. It wasn't a big event. It was just, come on, Pastor Orlando, come and preach for us. And while I was sitting there, while he was preaching, God said, give him $1,000. 
And I said, I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. Satanas, get behind me. I bind you, devil. You're such a liar. Because God wouldn't tell me to do that. No, God said, give that to him. Man, I wrote that. Man, you would think I would have a good time. I wasn't a cheerful giver. It was hard. It was like T. Oh, ain't no T-H-O-S-A-N-D. Like I'm signing it. But right when I just loosed it and I said, okay, I'm just giving it. I went up to him. I'm like, brother, I love you. And the moment I just started just giving it, just a joy came over me. And I just said, brother, God told me to give this to you. Now, he did something that was weird. I don't ever do this. I've received offerings. You just take the check, put it into your wallet, because you, you don't want to be like, wow, that's, that's not a lot. Why did you just give me that? Or you don't be like, wow, you guys are rich. You know, but he, he opened it up, and he was like, I get it. Once he opened it up, he said, God told him, this man's sowing a seed. And he just took me by the hand, and he said, brother, God's going to bless. And I'm not talking about this fake stuff, man. This is the real. He said, God told me you're sowing a seed. $10,000 will come in your ministry in 30 days. The rest that I needed. He said, it's coming in 30 days from this point forward. And I'll be honest, I didn't even believe it. I'm thinking like, you know, now i got to get the holy prayer cloth and, this, you know, drink the water. I was just skeptical. I'm like most of y'all was skeptical. I was just like, oh, come on, dude. Just pat me on the back. Tell me you love me. Don't tell me 30 days. I'm going to be a millionaire. No, he's like, 30 days, $10,000 is yours. Within 15 days, $12,000 check came in and paid for everything we needed. Can you say amen? From the seed that my brother sowed. Can we all stand together? Rachel, would you come, please? Somebody say, God wants me blessed. Can I tell you the first thing that it means to be blessed is to get saved? If you're not saved today, you're not blessed. You're cursed. And the Bible says you'll spend eternity in hell. What does that mean? The Bible says that you have to come and receive forgiveness. Then you will be blessed and power to succeed in life for eternity. So today we're going to pray for those who want to be blessed and be saved. We're going to pray for some of you in this room right now that say, Pastor, you're kind of going over my head, man. You're talking about being blessed, being used by God. But, dude, I was drinking and partying last night. I mean, let's just keep it real. Come on. I don't get no amen from that. But that's okay. God knows who you are. Let's just keep it real, Pastor, man. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even serving God right now. Yeah. You know why you heard this message? Because I used to be a high school dropout. I sold drugs. I was arrested eight times before I was even an adult. God changed me. And you know one of the first things that he did once I got saved? I was delivering pizzas. And then I started working roofing. You know what the first thing he said? Go back out to those same neighborhoods that you used to be in and start feeding the poor. I didn't even stop smoking cigarettes yet. And I started going out ministering. I remember going to the food bank, buying uh, uh, 10 cents a pound of food. I took the $20 that I had, 20 times 10 cents, about 200 pounds of food. And I'll never forget it because I used to be in those neighborhoods. And I used to be doing drugs. I was as high as a kite. I didn't think about anything but myself and my next dollar. But the moment I came back into those neighborhoods, tears started coming down my eyes. You know why? Because I saw children running around without any clothes on. I saw the little kids that I used to influence for the bad. 
I started paying attention to their shirts. Their shirts were dirty. Their fingernails were dirty. You could tell they didn't have anything to clean up with. You see, you needed to hear this message because God has a plan for you. I'll be in India Thursday. You know what Pastor Amit said was one of the greatest things he saw when we came over there? As you know how we kneel down here? They have these dirt floors. I get on the knee, I got on my knees, I started praying for his nation. He said, we don't even have pastors in India who will kneel down on these floors. You know why? Because I know who I was. I was a drug addict. I was a sinner like Paul. I was the worst of sinners. But God said, Joe, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. You see, friends, you have got to get rid of stinking thinking. You have got to believe that there is something more in your life than what you're seeing right now. God has a purpose for you. So if you need to get saved today, do it. I don't care what you're going through today. We're going to pray for you right now. Every head bowed and eyes closed. Father, I pray for those that need to accept you in this room right now. God, they came here. They might have been doing crazy stuff last night. It doesn't even matter. God, they might be a backslider. They might have been living right a few months ago or years ago, even a few weeks ago. But, Lord, they're slipping. They're walking away from you. God, I pray today you arrest their hearts, oh, Lord. Don't leave. let them leave out here the same way they came, God. I pray they hear this prayer since your spirit and believe that you love them and that you want to bless them. You want to bless them. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Stand in the way of the sinner. Sit in the seat of the mocker. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law does he meditate day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yield its fruit in season. Whatever he does prospers. If you want to get out from the sinful life you've been living right now, just with head bowed and eyes closed, just raise your hands right now. Come on, hands going up all over this place right now. Come on, there's more. Just be honest. Just be honest. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking today. We're going to pray a prayer as a congregation. But I want you to mean it from your heart. God knows you're here today, my friend. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. you all you got to do is believe that God loves you. He has a plan for your life. We're going to pray now, and everybody pray it with them today. Encourage them that are committing their lives to God. And those who are committing your life to God, mean it, and it will mean something to God. Everyone say this with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me. You were buried. And you rose again on the third day. I believe you have a plan for my life. Out of sin and into righteousness. You want to bless me to be a blessing. You want to bless me to bless my family. To bless my community. God, use me to change this world for you. Now every Christian, raise your hands and start talking to the Lord. Ask Him to use you. Use you right now, God. Send me to the nations. Make me a blessing to the nations. God, use me in my school. Use me in my job. God, make me a father. Make me a father that provides. Take cares of my children, God. Make me a mother, God. Come on, wherever you're at in life today, God, I believe you want to bless me. You want to empower me to prosper. 
Come on, saints of God. You're not lost anymore. If you just got into this church, you're saved. If you prayed and repented, now everyone can cry out to God. Bless me, Lord. Give me success today.